Section 42 of the Works of Edgar Allan Poe, Raven Edition, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scenes from Politian, an unpublished drama by Edgar Allan Poe. Dramatis Personae. Narrator, read by Ellen Preckle. Alessandra, read by Amanda Friday. Castiglione, read by Phil Schempf. Di Broglio, read by Algy Pug. Lalage, read by Pam Castile. Yacinta, read by Abai. Monk, read by Larry Wilson. Baldazar, read by Tricia G. Politian, read by Alan Rose. Voice, sung by Francis Brown. Benito, read by Larry Wilson. Scene one rome a hall in a palace alessandra and castiglione thou art sad castiglione sad not i oh i am the happiest happiest man in rome a few days more thou knowest my alessandra will make thee mine oh i am very happy methinks thou hast a singular way of showing thy happiness what ails thee cousin of mine why didst thou sigh so deeply did i sigh i was not conscious of it it is a fashion a silly a most silly fashion i have when i am very happy did i sigh sighing thou didst thou art not well thou hast indulged too much of late and i am vexed to see it late hours and wine castiglione these will ruin thee thou art already altered thy looks are haggard nothing so wears away the constitution as late hours and wine castiglione musing nothing fair cousin nothing not even deep sorrow wears it away like evil hours and wine i will amend do it i would have thee drop thy riotous company too fellows low-born ill suit the like with old de broglio's heir and alessandra's husband i will drop them thou wilt thou must attend thou also more to thy dress and equipage they are over plain for thy lofty rank and fashion much depends upon appearances i'll see to it then see to it pay more attention sir to a becoming carriage much thou wantest in dignity much much oh much i want in proper dignity alessandra haughtily thou mockest me sir castiglione abstractedly sweet gentle lalage heard i aright i speak to him he speaks of Lalage, Sir Count. Places her hand on his shoulder. What art thou dreaming? He's not well. What ails thee, sir? Castiglione, startling. Cousin, fair cousin. Madame, I crave thy pardon. Indeed, I am not well. Your hand from off my shoulder, if you please. This air is most oppressive. Madame the Duke. Enter de Broglio my son i've news for thee hey what's the matter observing alessandra eat the pouts kiss her castiglione kiss her you dog and make it up i say this minute i've news for you both politian is expected hourly in rome politian earl of leicester we'll have him at the wedding tis his first visit to the imperial city What? Politiana Britain, Earl of Leicester? 
the same my love will have him at the wedding a man quite young in years but grey in fame i have not seen him but rumour speaks of him as a prodigy pre-eminent in arts and arms and wealth and high descent we'll have him at the wedding i have heard much of this politian gay volatile and giddy is he not and little given to thinking far from it love no branch they say of all philosophy so deep abstruse he has not mastered it learned as few are learned tis very strange i have known men have seen politian and sought his company they speak of him as of one who entered madly into life drinking the cup of pleasure to the dregs ridiculous no i have seen politian and know him well nor learned nor mirthful he he is a dreamer and a man shut out from common passions children we disagree let us go forth and taste the fragrant air of the garden did i dream or did i hear politian was a melancholy man exeunt scene two rome a lady's apartment with a window open and looking into a garden lalage in deep mourning reading at a table on which lie some books and a hand mirror in the background Asinta, a servant-maid, leans carelessly upon a chair. Asinta, is it thou? Asinta, pertly. Yes, ma'am, I am here. I did not know, Asinta, you were in waiting. Sit down, let not my presence trouble you. Sit down, for I am humble, most humble. Asinta, aside. Tis time. Asinta seats herself in a side-long manner upon the chair resting her elbows upon the back, and regarding her mistress with a contemptuous look. Lalage continues to read. It, in another climate, so he said, bore a bright golden flower, but not in this soil. Pauses, turns over some leaves, and resumes. No lingering winters there, nor snow, nor shower, but ocean ever to refresh mankind, breathes the shrill spirit of the western wind, oh beautiful most beautiful how like to what my fevered soul doth dream of heaven o oh, happy land pauses she died the maiden died a still more happy maiden who couldst die asinta asinta returns no answer and lalage presently resumes again a similar tale told of a beauteous dame beyond the sea thus speaketh one ferdinand in the words of the play she died full young one bosola answers him i think not so her infelicity seemed to have years too many ah luckless lady asinta still no answer here's a far sterner story but like oh very like in its despair of that egyptian queen winning so easily a thousand hearts losing at length her own she died thus ended the history and her maids lean over and weep two gentle maids with gentle names iros and charmion rainbow and dove asinta asinta pettishly madam what is it wilt thou my good asinta be so kind as go down in the library and bring me the holy evangelist Pshaw. Exit. 
if there be balm for the wounded spirit in gilead it is there dew in the night-time of my bitter trouble will there be found dew sweeter far than that which hangs like chains of pearl on hermon hill re-enter jacinta and throws a volume on the table there ma'am's the book indeed she is very troublesome aside lalage astonished what didst thou say jacinta have i done aught to grieve thee or to vex thee i am sorry for thou hast served me long and ever been trustworthy and respectful resumes her reading i can't believe she has any more jewels no no she gave me all aside what didst thou say jacinta now i bethink me thou hast not spoken lately of thy wedding how fares good ugo and when is it to be can i do aught is there no farther aid thou needest jacinta is there no farther aid oh that's meant for me aside i'm sure madam you need not be always throwing those jewels in my teeth jewels jacinta now indeed jacinta i thought not of the jewels oh perhaps not but then i might have sworn it after all there's hugo who says the ring is only paste for he's sure the count castiglione never would have given a real diamond to such as you and at the best i'm certain madam you cannot have use for jewels now but i might have sworn it exit lalage bursts into tears and leans her head upon the table after a short pause raises it poor lalage and is it come to this thy servant maid but courage tis but a viper whom thou hast cherished to sting thee to the soul taking up the mirror ha here at least's a friend too much a friend in earlier days a friend will not deceive thee fair mirror and true now tell me for thou canst a tale a pretty tale and heed thou not though it be rife with woe it answers me it speaks of sunken eyes and wasted cheeks and beauty long deceased remembers me of joy departed hope the seraph hope inurned and entombed now in a tone low sad and solemn but most audible whispers of early grave untimely yawning for ruined maid fair mirror and true thou liest not thou hast no end to gain no heart to break castilion lied who said he loved thou true he false 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 while she speaks a monk enters her apartment and approaches unobserved refuge thou hast sweet daughter in heaven think of eternal things give up thy soul to penitence and pray lalage arising hurriedly i cannot pray my soul is at war with god the frightful sounds of merriment below disturb my senses go i cannot pray the sweet airs from the garden worry me thy presence grieves me go thy priestly raiment fills me with dread thy ebony crucifix with horror and awe think of thy precious soul 
think of my early days think of my father and mother in heaven think of our quiet home and the rivulet that ran before the door think of my little sisters think of them and think of me think of my trusting love and confidence his vows my ruin think think of my unspeakable misery be gone yet stay yet stay what was it thou saidst of prayer and penitence didst thou not speak of faith and vows before the throne i did tis well there is a vow where fitting should be made a sacred vow imperative and urgent a solemn vow daughter this zeal is well father this zeal is anything but well hast thou a crucifix fit for this thing a crucifix whereon to register this sacred vow he hands her his own not that oh no 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 shuddering not that not that i tell thee holy man thy raiments and thy ebony cross affright me stand back i have a crucifix myself i have a crucifix methinks twere fitting the deed the vow the symbol of the deed and the deed's register should tally father draws a cross-handled dagger and raises it on high behold the cross wherewith a vow like mine is written in heaven thy words are madness daughter and speak a purpose unholy thy lips are livid thine eyes are wild tempt not the wrath divine pause ere too late oh be not be not rash swear not the oath oh swear it not tis sworn scene three an apartment in a palace politian and balthazar arouse thee now politian thou must not nay indeed indeed shalt not give away unto these humours be thyself shake off the idle fancies that beset thee and live for now thou diest not so balthazar surely i live politian it doth grieve me to see thee thus balthazar doth grieve me to give thee cause for grief my honoured friend command me sir what wouldst thou have me do at thy behest i will shake off that nature which from my forefathers i did inherit which with my mother's milk i did imbibe and be no more pollution but some other command me sir to the field then to the field to the senate or the field alas alas there is an imp would follow me even there there is an imp hath followed me even there there is what voice was that i heard it not i heard not any voice except thine own and the echo of thine own then i but dreamed give not thy soul to dreams the camp the court befit thee fame awaits thee glory calls and her the trumpet-tongued thou wilt not hear in hearkening to imaginary sounds and phantom voices it is a phantom voice didst thou not hear it then i heard it not thou heardst it not baldazar speak no more to me pollution of thy camps and courts oh i am sick 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 even unto death of the hollow and high-sounding vanities of the populous earth bear with me yet a while we have been boys together schoolfellows 
and now are friends, yet shall not be so long, for in the eternal city thou shalt do me a kind and gentle office, and a power, a power august, benignant, and supreme, shall then absolve thee of all further duties unto thy friend. Thou speakest a fearful riddle I will not understand. Yet now as fate approaches, and the hours are breathing low, the sands of time are changed to golden grains, and dazzle me, Baldassar. Alas! Alas! I cannot die, having within my heart so keen a relish for the beautiful as hath been kindled within it. Methinks the air is balmier now than it was wont to be. Rich melodies are floating in the winds. A rarer loveliness bedecks the earth and with a holier lustre the quiet moon sitteth in heaven hist hist thou canst not say thou hearst not now balthazar indeed i hear not not hear it listen now listen the faintest sound and yet the sweetest that ear ever heard a lady's voice and sorrow in the tone balthazar it oppresses me like a spell again again how solemnly it falls into my heart of hearts, that eloquent voice, surely I never heard. Yet it were well had I but heard it with its thrilling tones in earlier days. I myself hear it now. Be still. The voice, if I mistake not greatly, proceeds from yonder lattice, which you may see very plainly through the window. It belongs, does it not, unto this palace of the duke? The singer is undoubtedly beneath the roof of his excellency, and perhaps is even that Alessandra of whom he spoke as the betrothed of Castiglione, his son and heir. Be still. It comes again. Voice very faintly. And is thy heart so strong as for to leave me thus? Who can love it so long, wealth and woe among? And is thy heart so strong, as for to leave me thus? Say nay, say nay. The song is English, and I oft have heard it in merry England, never so plaintively hist hist it comes again voice more loudly is it so strong as for to leave me thus who hath loved thee so long in wealth and woe among and is thy heart so strong as for to leave me thus, say nay, say nay. Tis hushed, and all is still. All is not still. Let us go down. Go down, Balthazar, go. The hour is growing late, the duke awaits us. Thy presence is expected in the hall below. What ails thee, Earl Politian? voice distinctly who hath loved thee so long in wealth and woe among and is thy heart so strong say nay say nay let us descend tis time 
Politian, give these fancies to the wind. Remember, pray, your bearing lately savoured much of rudeness unto the duke. Arouse thee, and remember— Remember? I do. Lead on, I do remember. Going. Let us descend. Believe me, I would give— freely would give the broad lands of my earldom to look upon the face hidden by yon lattice to gaze upon that veiled face and hear once more that silent tongue let me beg you sir descend with me the duke may be offended let us go down i pray you voice loudly say nay say nay aside tis strange tis very strange methought the voice chimed in with my desires and bade me stay approaching the window sweet voice i heed thee and will surely stay now be this fancy by heaven or be it fate still i will not descend baldazar make apology unto the duke for me i go not down to-night your lordship's pleasure shall be attended to good-night politian good-night my friend good-night Scene four, the gardens of a palace, moonlight, Lalage, and Politian. And dost thou speak of love to be Politian? Dost thou speak of love to Lalage? Ah, woe, ah, woe is me! This mockery is most cruel, most cruel indeed. Weep not, O oh, sob not thus, thy bitter tears will madden me. O oh, mourn not, Lalage, be comforted, I know i know it all and still i speak of love look at me brightest and beautiful lalage turn here thine eyes thou askest me if i could speak of love knowing what i know and seeing what i have seen thou askest me that and thus i answer thee thus on my bended knee i answer thee kneeling sweet lalage i love thee love thee love thee through good and ill through weal and woe i love thee not mother with her first-born on her knee thrills with intenser love than i for thee not on god's altar in any time or clime burned there a holier fire than burneth now within my spirit for thee and do i love arising even for thy woes i love thee even for thy woes thy beauty and thy woes alas proud earl thou dost forget thyself remembering me how in thy father's halls among the maidens pure and reproachless of thy princely line could the dishonoured lalage abide thy wife and with a tainted memory my seared and blighted name how would it tally with the ancestral honours of thy house and with thy glory speak not to me of glory i hate i loathe the name i do abhor the unsatisfactory and ideal thing art thou not lalage and i pollution do i not love art thou not beautiful what need we more ha glory now speak not of it by all i hold most sacred and most solemn by all my wishes now my fears hereafter by all i scorn on earth and hope in heaven there is no deed i would more glory in than in thy cause to scoff at this same glory and trample it under foot what matters it what matters it my fairest and my best that we go down unhonoured and forgotten into the dust so we descend together descend together and then 
and then perchance why dost thou pause politian and then perchance arise together alage and roam the starry and quiet dwellings of the blessed and still why dost thou pause politian and still together together now earl of leicester thou lovest me and in my heart of hearts i feel thou lovest me truly oh lalage throwing himself upon his knee and lovest thou me hist hush within the gloom of yonder trees methought a figure passed a spectral figure solemn and slow and noiseless like the grim shadow conscience solemn and noiseless walks across and returns i was mistaken twas but a giant bough stirred by the autumn wind politian my lalage my love why art thou moved why dost thou turn so pale not conscience self far less a shadow which thou likeness to it should shake the firm spirit thus but the night wind is chilly and these melancholy boughs throw over all things a gloom politian thou speakest to me of love knowest thou the land with which all tongues are busy a land new-found miraculously found by one of genoa a thousand leagues within the golden west a fairy land of flowers and fruit and sunshine and crystal lakes and overarching forest and mountains around whose towering summits the winds of heaven untrammelled flow which air to breathe is happiness now and will be freedom hereafter in days that are to come oh wilt thou wilt thou fly to that paradise my lalage wilt thou fly thither with me there care shall be forgotten and sorrow shall be no more and eros be all and life shall then be mine for i will live for thee and in thine eyes and thou shalt be no more a mourner but the radiant joys shall wait upon thee and the angel hope attend thee for ever and i will kneel to thee and worship thee and call thee my beloved my own my beautiful my love my wife my all oh wilt thou wilt thou lalage fly thither with me a deed is to be done castiglione lives and he shall die exit lalage after a pause and he shall die alas castiglione die who spoke the words where am i what was it he said politian thou art not gone thou art not gone politian i feel thou art not gone yet dare not look lest i behold thee not thou couldst not go with those words upon thy lips oh speak to me and let me hear thy voice one word one word to say thou art not gone one little sentence to say how thou dost scorn how thou dost hate my womanly weakness ha <laughs> ha thou art not gone oh speak to me i knew thou wouldst not go i knew thou wouldst not go couldst not durst not go villain thou art not gone thou mockest me and thus i clutch thee thus he is gone he is gone 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 where am i tis well tis very well so that the blade be keen the blow be sure tis well tis very well alas alas scene five the suburbs politian alone 
this weakness grows upon me i am faint and much i fear me ill it will not do to die ere i have lived stay stay thy hand o azrael yet a while prince of the powers of darkness and the tomb o oh, pity me o oh, pity me let me not perish now in the budding of my paradisal hope give me to live yet yet a little while tis i who pray for life i who so late demanded but to die what saith the count enter baldazar that knowing no cause of quarrel or of feud between the earl politian and himself he doth decline your cartel what didst thou say what answer was it who brought me good baldazar with what excessive fragrance the zephyr comes laden from yonder bowers a fairer day or one more worthy italy methinks no mortal eyes have seen what said the count that he castiglione not being aware of any feud existing or any cause of quarrel between your lordship and himself cannot accept the challenge it is most true all this is very true when saw you sir when saw you now baldazar in the frigid ungenial britain which we left so lately a heaven so calm as this so utterly free from the evil taint of clouds and he did say no more my lord than i have told you sir the count castiglione will not fight having no cause for quarrel now this is true all very true thou art my friend baldazar and i have not forgotten it thou do me a piece of service wilt thou go back and say unto this man that i the earl of leicester hold him a villain thus much i prithee say unto the count it is exceeding just he should have cause for quarrel my lord my friend Politian aside tis he he comes himself aloud thou reasonest well i know what thou wouldst say not send the message well i will think of it i will not send it now prithee leave me hither doth come a person with whom affairs have a most private nature i would adjust i go to-morrow we meet do we not at the vatican at the vatican exit balthazar enter castiglione the earl of leicester here i am the earl of leicester and thou seest dost thou not that i am here my lord some strange some singular mistake misunderstanding hath without a doubt arisen thou hast been urged thereby in the heat of anger to address some words most unaccountable in writing to me castiglione the bearer being baldazar duke of surrey i am aware of nothing which might warrant thee in this thing having given thee no offence ha am i right twas a mistake undoubtedly we all do err at times draw villain and prate no more ha draw and villain have at thee then at once proud earl draws politian drawing thus to the expiatory tomb untimely sepulchre i do devote thee in the name of lalage castiglione letting fall his sword and recoiling to the extremity of the stage of lalage hold off thy sacred hand avaunt i say avaunt i will not fight thee indeed i dare not thou wilt not fight with me didst say sir count shall i be baffled thus now this is well didst say thou darest not ah 
i dare not dare not hold off thy hand with that beloved name so fresh upon thy lips i will not fight thee i cannot dare not now by my halidome i do believe thee coward i do believe thee ha coward this may not be clutches his sword and staggers toward polydion but his purpose is changed before reaching him and he falls upon his knee at the feet of the earl alas my lord it is it is most true in such a cause i am the veriest coward oh pity me polydion greatly softened alas i do indeed i pity thee and lalage scoundrel arise and die it needeth not be thus thus oh let me die thus on my bended knee it were most fitting that in this deep humiliation i perish for in the fight i will not raise a hand against thee earl of leicester strike thou home bearing his bosom here is no let or hindrance to thy weapon strike home i will not fight thee now death and hell am i not am i not sorely grievously tempted to take thee at thy word but mark me sir think not to fly me thus do thou prepare for public insult in the streets before the eyes of the citizens i'll follow thee like an avenging spirit i'll follow thee even unto death before those whom thou lovest before all rome i'll taunt thee villain i'll taunt thee dost hear with cowardice thou wilt not fight me thou liest thou shalt exit now this indeed is just most righteous and most just avenging heaven note such portions of polydion as are known to the public first saw the light of publicity in the southern literary messenger for december eighteen thirty five and january eighteen thirty six being styled scenes from polydion an unpublished drama these scenes were included unaltered in the eighteen forty five collection of poems by poe the larger portion of the original draft subsequently became the property of the present editor but it is not considered just to the poet's memory to publish it the work is a hasty and unrevised production of its author's earlier days of literary labor and beyond the scenes already known scarcely calculated to enhance his reputation as a specimen however of the parts unpublished the following fragment from the first scene of act two may be offered the duke it should be premised is uncle to alessandra and father of castiglione her betrothed why do you laugh indeed i hardly know myself stay was it not on yesterday we were speaking of the earl of the earl politian yes it was yesterday alessandra you and i and you must remember we were walking in the garden perfectly i do remember it what of it what then oh nothing nothing at all nothing at all it is most singular that you should laugh at nothing at all most singular singular look you castiglione be so kind as tell me sir at once what did you mean what are you talking of was it not so we differed in opinion touching him him whom why sir the earl politian the earl of leicester yes is it he you mean we differed indeed if now i recollect the words you used were that the earl you knew 
was neither learned nor mirthful. <laughs> now did I? That did you, sir, and well I knew at the time you were wrong, it being not the character of the earl, whom all the world allows to be a most hilarious man. Be not, my son, too positive again. Tis singular, most singular. I could not think it possible so little time could so much alter one. To say the truth, about an hour ago, as I was walking with the Count Sanozo, all arm in arm we met this very man, the Earl, he with his friend Baldassar, having just arrived in Rome. Ha! <laughs> he is altered. Such an account he gave me of his journey. Twould have made you die with laughter, such tales he told of his caprices and his merry freaks. Along the road, such oddity, such humour, such wit, such whim, such flashes of wild merriment set off too in such full relief by the grave demeanour of his friend, who, to speak the truth, was gravity itself. Did I not tell you? You did, and yet tis strange, but true as strange, how much I was mistaken, I always thought the Earl a gloomy man. So, so, you see, be not too positive. Whom have we here? It cannot be the Earl the earl oh no tis not the earl but yet it is and leaning upon his friend baldassar am welcome sir enter politian and baldassar my lord a second welcome let me give you to rome his grace the duke of broglio father this is the earl politian earl of leicester in great britain politian bows haughtily that his friend baldassar duke of surrey the earl has letters so please you for your grace Ha, ah, ha! Ah, most welcome to Rome, and to our palace, old Politian. And you, most noble duke, I am glad to see you. I knew your father well, my lord Politian. Castiglione, call your cousin hither, and let me make the noble earl acquainted with your betrothed. You come, sir, at a time most seasonable. The wedding— Touching those letters, sir, your son made mention of. Your son, is he not? Touching those letters, sir, I wot not of them. If such there be, my friend Baldazar here, Baldazar, ah, my friend Baldazar here, will hand them to your grace. I would retire. Retire? So soon? What ho, Benito, Rupert, his lordship's chambers. Show his lordship to them. His lordship is unwell. Enter Benito. This way, my lord. Exit, followed by Politian retire unwell so please you sir i fear me tis as you say his lordship is unwell the damp air of the evening the fatigue of a long journey the indeed i had better follow his lordship he must be unwell i will return anon return anon now this is very strange castiglione this way my son i wish to speak with thee you surely were mistaken in what you said of the earl, mirthful indeed. Which of us said Politian was a melancholy man? Exeunt. End of section 42